0: hi there ladies and gents it's uh dan from adventure more uk welcome to another episode of my podcast uh today's special guest is a world record holder he's also a former welsh rugby union international and is also an also an extreme endurance athlete the man is mr richard parks how are you my friend hey
1: dan i'm good mate how are you doing
0: i'm good i'm absolutely great um i really appreciate you coming on um it's an absolute pleasure to have you on um like I said, I said to, when we spoke on the phone, uh, without sound, s- sounding too sort of fanboyish, like obviously you're kind of someone I always, I look up to as a, an adventurer and as an explorer. Uh, so, I, like I said, I really appreciate you coming on; It's an absolute pleasure.
1: Oh, cheers, Dan. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. It was really cool to catch up on the phone, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's good to finally get this in the diary. It's been uh, it's been a while it's bouncing calls back and forth, hasn't it?
0: yeah 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 but obviously like we say we uh obviously we're uh kind of juggling personal and professional life so it's uh it's, we got there in the end as we say um so what <laughs> so what i was going to say is um obviously uh, as i mentioned in the beginning uh you're obviously a former welsh rugby union international um which i quickly uh want to talk about so um for people that don't know because a lot of people who are into sort of adventure and things like that and friends of mine that are into adventure will obviously recognize you as being the you know the adventurer that you are but obviously before that you were as i say you're a former international so if do you want to explain your kind of your career and credentials if that's all right
1: yeah yeah of course dan i mean i think uh it, it really does feel like a different life for me you know um i uh as you said, I was you know former former professional rugby player, um, turned professional when when I left school um, and uh, and played professionally for, for 13 years. Um, growing up in in Wales, um, you know my 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 boyhood dream was to play for Wales, um, and. Uh, um, sorry yeah you know growing up in Wales my uh you know my, my childhood dream w- w- was to play rugby for my country and uh um I'm you know one of the privileged few one of the lucky few to to, to be able to to have done that but I uh um, I played professionally for 13 years the bulk of my career was at a Ponaprith my my birth club um where I won the Power gen cup uh, and I got Cat for Wales from and then after that moved up north to Leeds played rugby union up there and you know that was kind of like my second home for uh, um, for much of kind of my, my career. I I loved my time in Yorkshire and uh, won the the Gen Cup with with Leeds. Um, fortunate enough to have a spell in Perpignan in the south of France, and uh, I finished my career in in Newport uh, at the Gwent Dragons. And my career was was cut short through injury. I tore the cartilage out of my right shoulder, rendering it ultimately arthritic and. Uh, you know, it, 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 I look back on that period as, you know, arguably being a really powerful, uh, time for me. But at at that time in the moment, it was the darkest period of my life, Dan, you know, I wasn't ready to retire from rugby. I, I, I didn't have the tools to transition from a professional athlete into kind of the real world. Um, and you know, um, Fell into depression and 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 for me it, it was the darkest period of my life and, um. You know it it, it, it was the time when when I thought the darkest thoughts but it was, it was the outdoors it was it was getting outside in the outdoors and and and, uh, um that ultimately saved my life and 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 um for me, you know at the time I was reading a book by by Rand Fines. Mad, bad, and dangerous to know, and and that combined with a, a sentence from my late grandmother's funeral, which is the horizon is only the limit of my sight, and those two kind of, serendipitous things combined um, to give me the courage and the inspiration to, I guess, just to, channel my energies into something positive, and and for that it was learning how to climb. I'd never climbed a technical mountain at that point in my life. I'd grown up outdoors, camping, riding motorbikes, mountain biking, but never anything technical and uh, and what started as my way out of that dark hole um, evolved through the people I met and the companies that I started working with um, into a project called the 737 Challenge and, and, and that was a world record project and uh, really that was the gateway or the door in, into the last decade of my life and it's funny you know because it I would never wish that period on anyone, and and even talking about it now, it uh, you know it's painful. But ironically, it's probably the best thing that's ever happened to me because uh, I love what I do now, and I'm a happier, healthier person for for the outdoors and for um, the tools that I've learned the last ten years.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I I can completely agree. Like I said, I wish when we spoke on the phone like that for the for you know the first sort of ten years nearly well eight, eight to ten years of my adulthood was spent in the military mm-hmm. and obviously when i joined the military i was like that's me now i'm you know i'm gonna do my 22 years and for me coming back as I was, as we spoke about on the phone like about having you know the same sort of thoughts and, and demons so and that's why i like the fact that you know going from a so such a dark place and bad timing Uh, On both of our sides and using the outdoors and sport etc. I feel uh, Is something that is amazing and good for the good for the mind Um, Now one thing I always say to people uh, especially children working with children now Obviously what you've done is very extreme and obviously he's very sort of a lot of planning and and training and stuff like that but it doesn't mean that that's what you have to do you can go and do Things like walking, you know, you can go and walk the dog. You can go for a walk by yourself or you could go with your friends, obviously, depending on, depending on what, we, obviously, the current situation we've got at the moment. But I just feel being in the outdoors is a very good sort of uh, coping mechanism for things like mental health. Um, and again, I've spoke to different people, like people from ex-professional athletes like yourself to adventurers and to, you know, people in the medical profession. And it's definitely a, a good coping method, I feel. Um, so going from obviously your professional rugby career and, and first thing I just want to make sh- uh, I just want to sort of say as well is, um, I, I come from a, a forwards background as well, so I can appreciate that. Um, obviously you were a back grower for most of your time, weren't you? Am I right in saying? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that's so I right.
1: Can, I, I, uh, I've got these yeah. jazzy headphones that covers, uh, that covers the cauliflower ears, uh.
0: <laughs> yeah 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 so that's something i can again i can i can relate to as well uh, i i work my way into the front row then work back into the back row so i'm, I'm very quickly out can, of the front row down yeah yeah I, i'm too small to be to be in the front row uh, but anyway yeah so going from sort of playing professional rugby and as you say being a proud welshman that you are obviously uh without stereotyping you know it's either farming uh farming rugby or singing that's that's what i always (laughs) seem to think that that most most people from wales do but um going from obviously your childhood dream of being a professional laugh or professional rugby player and obviously having the injury that you had and obviously being told that you can't play rugby ever again what was the motivation going from that to wanting to do the things that again the 737 challenge which we'll talk about in a second
1: um (laughs) So listen, I, I, I uh, we are absolutely on the same page with the, you know, the role that the outdoors can play on our well-being, both physically and mentally. Um, it, 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 it's, um, it, it's been a really tough twelve months for me without that freedom. Um, and 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 you're right, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be extreme. It is really just kind of the freedom of being in the wilderness and whatever the wilderness kind of means to you but um my, my you know i've always grown up in the outdoors I, I i think one of the greatest gifts my parents gave me neither of them are, are, are athletes as such or uh, more overly sporty but they're both self-employed they they both work hard have worked hard all their lives and and we used to go camping regular um i you know had a period of my life where where i was fortunate uh, to race motorbikes so you know most of my weekends every friday i'd kind of mitch off school and load uh load my mum's Volvo up with a whole bunch of gear and, and camp on the side of a mountain with mum and dad um and come back on a Sunday night and, and, and go back to school on Monday. So so I I guess that relationship has always been there. But um like I said, I'd never climbed a technical mountain and, and um <laughs> the psyche of a professional athlete I think is, is it's really uh it's a real paradox because you know, at that point in my life, I would have run through a brick wall if you'd asked me to. But equally, you know, that mentality was so fragile, and it was, you know, built on the foundation that, you know, I could do. I, I, my, my body was physically able to to do that. And, um, I think so much, so many of us, whether it's military, sport, I don't know, teaching, banking, whatever, you, you know. If you want to be good at anything you, you have to invest in that and, and throw your heart and soul into it and for me you, you know it was how i defined myself um i was richard parks the rugby player and um when when that was taken from me or when i perceived that was taken from me you know i, I my world just fell apart you know i didn't know who i was i didn't know my place in the world i, I mean i didn't know how i was gonna you know pay the mortgage all these kinds of things and you know, mountains. At the time, reading Rand's book, I know he'd be the first to, you know, kind of um, maybe not define himself as as a mountaineer, but hearing his stories of adventure, you know, of hardship, of perseverance, of of, of the physical challenge, um, it really captivated me, and and I wanted to push my body. I guess part of me wanted to break it some more. You know, I was in a pretty dark place, and mountain seemed the scariest thing i could think of and and you know i needed that i needed i needed the physical challenge as well as the, the mental challenge and, and that that's what captivated me really i was i'll be honest i you know i didn't have a desire to run any marathons or you know enter an iron man or any of that kind of stuff i you know for me i wanted to learn a new skill i wanted to learn how to climb and 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 push myself physically and, and mentally and i guess in a warp way, it was my way of gaining control back over my life and, and my body. And, uh, and, and yeah, and, and I, I, you know, what started off as, you know, a couple of, couple of trips out. And, you know, I remember I emailed a couple of companies and it, it, it was a company called, called, uh, called Jagger Globe, uh, based out of Sheffield that, you know, replied to me and, and, and within a few days I was in their office, uh, you know, having a chat with them. And the, 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 um, the managing director at the time, Simon Lowe, who's become a really good friend of mine now, you know, he spent about six months trying to talk me out of of everything that I wanted to do, and and it was, you know, Simon's way of, I guess, testing me, um, you know, making sure I kind of really wanted to do what I wanted to do, and uh, and sorry, and by saying that, you know, I didn't have any ambitions of, of a career, didn't have any knowledge of a world record that hadn't been attempted. I I just I just wanted to push myself and. Uh, and actually it was Simon who became a bit of a mentor. And, you know, through that few months, I kind of learnt of the Seven Summits and learnt of, you know, this thing that existed out there. And that sounded really cool. I'd always, you know, played open side, warm the number seven. So all these kind of weird um, uh, serendipities kind of came together. And, uh, and you know, I realised I was, I was pretty good at it and uh, pretty good at performing at altitude and, you know, had had enough defiance and enough humility to kind of perform well at altitude and in the mountains, and uh, and yeah, I, I mean the project evolved through people, through the people that I met into you know the world first 737 challenge, and uh, and uh, and yeah, I mean you know as, as, as much as I'm proud of, of of my achievement and the achievement of the team that was behind that project, cause it was a huge team project. Um, I feel really grateful you know really grateful just to, to have had that opportunity and to met certain people at the right times in my life to you know to to be able to find something else that I was good at and I guess I, I I've, I've I've, often talked about having a second career in professional sport because that that's kind of how I how I see it I mean it's a little bit more than that now you're right there's a lot of planning and preparation and new skills I've learned along the way but um, but ultimately you know my you know my body's my tool again which is which is a real privilege you know to be able to earn a living doing what you love whatever that is it's uh you know i'd never take that for granted
0: yeah exactly Uh, and and i think that's something i've spoke a lot of people about there there may be certain things that you can't do because of certain aspects like physically or uh, academically that you might not be able to do but you're. eventually you will find something that you will want to do and i read a saying somewhere. Is um, i think it was a guy called uh, les brown who's a doctor in america who said something along the lines of you shouldn't be have shouldn't get shouldn't need to be paid to do the job that you love it's obviously all done on you know the love, love of doing the job <laughs> um so obviously you briefly went on to the 737 challenge and that's obviously a lot of The people in the adventure sort of industry would probably recognise you and know you from that. So, with that being said, what to people who don't know, what would you say in like an overview, like a brief overview of what that is? Like, what is it to people that don't know?
1: So, um, in 2011, I became the first person to climb the seven summits, which which are the highest mountain on each of the world's seven continents, and. Stand on the North and the South Pole in the same calendar year. Um, we completed the project in six months and eleven days. Um, the above the physical challenge, the the project was uh, also raising funds, raising funds in aid of Marie Curie Cancer Care, a charity that was very close to my heart and many people involved in the project. And I'm very proud to say we raised just under four hundred grand in aid of uh, in aid of Marie Curie Cancer Care. Um, but, uh, you, you know, we, nobody had attempted it um, or achieved it, but the diversity of the team that I had looked at kind of the problems a little bit differently and, and by, um, you know, by planning for a fast ascent of Denali and ultimately a relatively fast ascent of Everest meant that you know i was able to to combine those two into into a very tight weather window and and uh and although i had some ups and downs along the way you know nothing's ever straightforward in the in the hills but uh but yeah i I was um you know a decade ago now was 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 you know came back home home successfully and uh you know that period of my life feels like, you know, a real, uh, it feels really cathartic. I mean, I, I, uh, all of us involved in that project have become really good friends. Well, apart from one or two, you inevitably, three, <laughs> not everyone shares, you, you know, uh, the pressure that we're all under, that there were a couple of casualties, yeah. but, but you know, 99% of us are really good friends. Uh, um, and we all still look at that period really fondly. Um, but, you know, it it, it was, uh, it feels otherworldly other because, you know, I, I was just so, it, it was the only way out for me, you know, of, of that dark place. Um, you know, I, I used all my life savings from my rugby career to, you know, to, to, to develop a lifetime of kind of skills and experiences in order to complete the project with the integrity that was important to me. I didn't want to be short roped up. I mean, yeah. I my journey was learning how to climb um, and then my insurance policy for my injury went into the first part of that project so you know I uh, I, I just I mean I would would never do that again I mean blinking heck I mean I was I was really all in in the true sense of the word and I look yeah. back now and you know we the, the, the kind of like everything was just on a knife edge for, for six months you know with weather windows with with uh, um, conditions on the mountain, like on Denali, we, you know, me and my climbing partner, my my mate Matt Parks, um, you know, we we hit that really late in the season. It was really warm. Um, I had a crevasse fall on there, which was really really challenging. Um, and then after all that, um, you know, there was civil unrest with terrorism in 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 the Caucasus region in Russia for Elbrus, the last leg, and. You you know the Foreign Office had uh, had had kind of you know put a statement out that it was a a no-go zone for 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 British nationals. So we had to sneak in, um, pretending to be Russian. And uh, there's not many people that look like me in Russia, Dan. And and, uh, (laughs) and, and, you know, I mean, everything was just. I mean, you know, they're. they're, I worked hard. We all worked hard. You know, um, I pride myself on that. But but there was a lot of lady luck along along the way for. You know to finish that successfully fair play
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I was going to say you mentioned just before about obviously the crevasse that uh you know the, the accident you had in Denali, or at Denali. um i was going to ask you quickly about that just because for, for people that know though it's basically uh, obviously a crevasse is just basically a whole big opening in the ground uh which luckily for you obviously you was it you still obviously because you're all roped up aren't you so is it, when when you fell in you fell on like a little ledge didn't you um now obviously that could have been an absolute disaster that, well it's it, to put it to put it bluntly that could have killed you couldn't yeah. And yeah i know you talk you talk to your parents about you know the the sort of risks involved with doing this um and one thing that i uh i suppose happens quite you know if you don't look if if um well some of the injuries sorry that you could get like obviously you got frostbite was it on around was it on everest or before yeah. everest um and obviously that nearly ended the uh, the challenge um so obviously i'm assuming by being around a good team of people uh is obviously a good thing i know some people don't like being in a team like i've i've talked to people who prefer being by themselves because they don't like the fact that they have to worry about everyone else or naturally they will worry about everyone else um but when it comes to doing events or challenges that you've done in the past, coming from your rugby background, I'm assuming that being around a good team of people is probably a good thing. Like, I'm the same. Like, as I mentioned before, being in the military and playing rugby, um, I love being around other people. Is that something that you kind of love being a part of?
1: Um, oh, I'm, 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 I'm really Jekyll and Hyde with this, Dan, because I yeah, I I do love being around people. And, you know, there is something really powerful about being the best that you can be, but being subservient to a, a greater goal, uh, a, a greater purpose, a team goal, a collective goal. And that that's very powerful. And all of my expeditions, whether it's the solo ones in Antarctica or the one we're talking about now, I, I try and build the projects around a collective goal around around, and I assemble a team um, in order to kind of leverage that power because that's how I was raised. That's what I know from you know from rugby from my family. Um, but there is a but, you know, there is something really therapeutic. Um, about performing solo in in wilderness environments, and I I, I really yeah. I thrive off both. I enjoy both. Um, I wouldn't want to pick one over the other. Um, I think the real sweet spot, is, you know, is, is is you know assembling a team of, of you know people with with similar similar character, um, similar values to you, and and you know the the small teams are are you know are are are, are probably you know the, the 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 kind of sweet spot for, for for things that i've done you know on the 737 challenge well there were a couple of legs where we sold places for marie curie cancer care but m- 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 most of the legs you know i was part of a, a a four or five man team and, and below and some of the some of the more difficult climbs that i planned for uh um you know it was just it was just me and my climbing partner and 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 that that was you know that 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 worked really well you know I mean there's there's the six of what six of one six six of one half dozen of the other isn't it yeah 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 yeah
0: I I, I can I can I can sort of understand that like I, I'm very similar like I do like the fact that you know having personal achievement uh, for myself which makes, you know some people might feel is um, sort of selfish but at the same time I do love working in a team and Mm -hmm. having like you say different characters and and personalities um i just want to go on to now to your as you mentioned just before these the antarctica uh, uh trek um again like i know that was kind of your not recent but obviously that was the big thing that i i kind of looked into uh that was obviously after the 737 challenge um i know you did it once did you you did it once before and obviously unfortunately had kind of was it logistical problems with that which unfortunately made it unsuccessful and then you went back and did it and obviously was successful is that my right in
1: saying so um i've uh i i've i've got four solo expeditions in antarctica under my belt now dan um uh, two have been successful two have been unsuccessful um both well actually the, my first solo expedition was uh, was a mistake that that, 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 that ended that expedition um, after 42 days um, solo um I uh, I found myself in a situation where where I was too weak to um, to move fast enough uh to generate the body heat that i needed and, and i was on the polar plateau at this point and you know the air is pretty thin up there it's just under 3,000 meters and i was working harder than i should have been within my kind of threshold and and, and you know as you know as, as you know we all know once you dip into the you know into into the red it's hard to come back and i took my face mask off to try and get more oxygen in just because i was really puffing and uh, and froze the end of my nose a little bit of frostnip and 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 that ended that expedition a uh, hundred miles hundred kilometers from the pole um, and I learned a hell of a lot. We often learn more in failure than we do in in, in victory. <laughs> that that old cliche, yeah, yeah. but it's the truest thing um, truest thing uh, ever really. Um, for me. Um and yeah, and, and like you said, I, I went back uh, the year later and, and I was filming a documentary series for Channel Five at the time and uh went back and, and recorded um the British record first far as the first Welshman to ski solo and unsupported to the South Pole and uh and missed the world record by uh by uh five days, um, but recorded the second fastest time. Um and actually, really, Antarctica has been the—it's um, been the itch. It's been my Moby Dick, if I'm be, being honest, Dan. Um, yeah. I, I fell in love with the continent the first moment I set foot on it, and it was the first leg of that 737 challenge. Um, you know, the the the—it's a you know the the beauty and the hostility and the people that I've met down there, even you know on the way down there and. Uh, it's just um yeah it's it's the place that's absolutely captivated me and and you know living in the docks here in cardiff um you know learning of the pedigree that us Welsh have in antarctica you know the fact that captain scott's ship turnover set sail from Cardiff bay and um you know flew that flew the flag flew the welsh flag as it as it left uh, left port and Obviously Taff, Edgar Evans, you know, one of Scott's Polar, polar Party. And uh, also uh, the other Evans, Scott second in command. Um, yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's actually captivated me for, for, for much of the last uh, the last five, six years.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I was going to say, so when you're not doing these expeditions, because obviously a lot of this stuff is, like I said, at the beginning is very extreme and... Obviously, there will be a lot of training that goes into that, and I'm sure you know your professional rugby career would have had a good foundation for the training that you do for these uh, for these expeditions, these challenges. Um, What what do you do to chill out? Because it just say like, and uh, there must be something that you enjoy doing, like knitting. You enjoy knitting or anything like that.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I don't get a lot of chill time now we've uh, joe my wife and i yeah. we've, we've got a three-year-old and you know yeah. I, I, this is a cliche but you know we can all relate to it the uh, you know this last year has, has been one of the toughest expeditions i've been on trying to try to imagine well we're all yeah. managing uh, in a flat in, uh, in in the docks in cardiff but uh um I, I love being outside dan i really do i love yeah i love mountain biking um I love being in nature. Um, you know, some of the happiest periods I've had the last, you know, few years of being camping with my son, obviously, and, and Joe, um, and, and 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 just 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 being outside. You know, I I love. Um, uh, we're renovating house at the moment, so, you know, if I'm not, you know, if I'm not in my kind of chinos and shirt with my corporate clients, if I'm not. You know, in my uh, in, in, in in my in, in my outdoor gear, you know, running or climbing, I'm, I'm I'm I've got my knee pads on, and you know, in in the uh, in, in the house, yeah. so I um, you know, I, I I just love I love being outside, uh, and, and like I said, seeing seeing my son kind of grow up in the outdoors and and you know, start to uh, start to really enjoy and thrive in the outdoors. I mean that that that's my that's my nirvana. Um, I'm a bit of a coffee, coffee fiend. I'm not a coffee snob. or drink anything, but I, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, he, here in Wales at the moment we're allowed to socialise outside now, so being able to catch up with mates, going for a walk in the park with a coffee, um, that's they're they they're, they're happy times, mate. They're, they're good times for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. I can imagine. I can imagine. And obviously, mm. hopefully, here, obviously being in England, we are we'll getting to that stage in the next couple of months. Hopefully, that'd be a good that'd be a good thing to go out and socialise with your friends. Um, now, one thing I was going to say, obviously, we've, we've had a lot of time to have a think and you know, p- maybe plan some certain things uh, for when everything can go to back to sort of relative normality. Um, is there anything you've got on your radar that you're able to sort of say? Or obviously, if it's something that's kind of completely off the radar or secret, then that's fine. <laughs> but is there anything you, you, you've got you got planned that's um, uh, something you can tell?
1: sure this is this is all this always feels like a really weird a weird answer and, and it's really not in my nature because I, I feel like a bit of a dickhead if i'm being honest but i i am planning something yeah, yeah. um i've been yeah, yeah. i've been in development now for a, actually two years obviously i lost a year in covid um you know last year yeah. with covid sorry but um yeah it's been two i don't know two and a bit years in planning i'm i'm hoping to be able to launch it early next year, um, but it will, you know, the, the project will will probably be end of 22, early 23. Um, yep. So it's a long way off yet, but uh, yeah, there are a couple of big milestones that we've reached recently with, you know, funding and possibly a broadcast partner. So so I, 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 I tend to, I tend to work on kind of one big project every Three or four years, whatever. I mean, this is not fixed in stone, but it's just kind of how my life has played out. um Yeah. And then you know, but but I, you know, I I I can't just train for the sake of training. I can't just go to the gym. I don't know. Some of my mates go to the gym and they like that. I, you know, I, I like to have a reason to get up in the morning and train or go for a run. So I, you know, I'm I'm yeah, yeah. I'd really like lo- I. Been trying to plan a trip down the Cambrian Way in Wales for, for quite a while. You know, it's not a it's not a, a record search. You know, I, not everything can be, not everything has to be. Um, but uh, you know, I, I worked on a project called Extreme Wales and. Again, that wasn't my choice for the title. It's you know it it can it can press the right and the wrong buttons. The word extreme, but um but basically we yeah um I was working with the production company and for BBC we looked at some adventures here in Wales and I was lucky enough to get two series of that you know from kayaking to mountain biking to para para motoring um yeah. and and actually you know we we really take it well before COVID Dan we. You know the royal we, but I think it was fair to say that so many of us took for granted what we have on our doorstep, um, yeah. and 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 for me that changed really. I mean, really changed. I have always knew that, obviously, but you know, it really changed making that that series, and and I think you know, COVID has accelerated that. Um, it's just amazing how much green space we have here in Cardiff, right? Because you know, when you can't go far, you know, trying to find a park. To go and play or kick a ball about and you know you, you, you really scratch the surface and you, you know we we're blessed with with some great um, some great outdoor space here in Wales and obviously you know in England as well but where you're from up North Derbyshire Yorkshire is flipping it's God's playground up there um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah yeah so yeah so I'd, I'd, I'd really like to do something in Wales when, when I'm allowed if not and if not this summer next year um, but yeah, the, the big project will, will you know will be a couple of years yet. But it, it's it's gaining momentum. So yeah, <laughs> didn't answer your question at all, mate. So a, com- a complete a complete no no a I... complete rubbish answer. Sorry. I com-
0: no no. I, so I I completely like understand. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people who obviously I know you you know you've got you got your sort of. Uh, like you're saying about broadcasts kind of not riots or such, but obviously people keep things under wrap until it's got put onto screen and stuff like that. So I, I completely agree and completely understand. So don't, don't don't worry about that. It's not the first time and it's not, I'm sure it's not going to be the last. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, so obviously I don't want to keep you too long and I, I, obviously I just want to sort of keep it nice and quick for you, but, um, there's obviously, like you said, this last year has been crap. It's been rubbish. Uh, a lot of people are struggling, you know, in all aspects of life, financially, mm. obviously, mentally, physically. Um, if you could give them sort of like, I don't, let's say, a, a word of advice, paragraph of of advice, uh, just to sort of keep them keep their minds at rest and kind of keep them going, and sort of keep positive as such. Um,
1: what, what what
0: would you say to those kind of people, who are looking a bit down and? In, in oh, the
1: um. It's really, it, it's hard Dan because until you've walked in someone's shoes you, you, you know, none of us can, can speak to someone else's challenges, but it, it has been tough. It's been a, a shit 12, 13 months, you know, uh, for me, the darkest times came end of last year, early this year, um, I lost a couple of family members and, um, I just think it was just the uncertainty you know we we kind of things started to lift in the summer then they locked back down again and then you know you know business relationships jobs started to fall through you know a lot of a lot of my income comes from corporate work and you know corporate speaking and team building so it it, it just uh it it was hard it's hard um and uh you, you know but i think with i think all of us can have line of sight now to the end and it 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 it's not you know it, it it's difficult for me to kind of it's not in my nature to try and give advice but at the i am put i'm spending a lot of effort at the moment trying to um, Really recognize and feel grateful for the moments of happiness and the joy that I felt the last 12 months because it has been tough and it has been shit, but actually there have been moments throughout that have been real blessings. You know, time with my family. You know, the 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 time with my son. You know, I spent the last the first two Christmases of his life in Antarctica. So this last Christmas was my first Christmas at home with him. Um, and 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 it was magical, you know. And and the routines that that you know that that we've created in lockdown, like you know, cycling to the park and feeding the ducks in the morning, um, these are things I I wouldn't have done pre-lockdown. I'll be honest, you know. You're so caught. We're all caught up in the rat race, you know. Get up, get breakfast, get you know, get to get into nursery, or uh, you know, get to work. And and I, I I've been really focusing the last the last few weeks on like I said, recognising the things that have brought me a lot of pleasure this last year so that I can protect them when, when things, when things go back to the new normal or when things go to the new normal. And I guess just, just that mindset has really helped me see the last year as an opportunity for growth, as opposed to the kind of purgatory and the, uh, that it has been. And I think, you know, it, it, it you know, if we can, by flipping my mindset to it you know not just writing it off it's been a crappier it off you know ignore about it actually by by learning and growing from last year uh and recognizing those opportunities i I, i'm already feeling a lot more optimistic about about what's to come uh and then it's actually changed you know or it's changing my perception of of what we've been through so it i guess it's not direct advice it's hard for me to do that but i guess it's Sharing my thought process and in the hope that it might resonate with with, yeah. with you know some of the listeners and some of the, some of the viewers.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I I I I, I agree. I get that. Um, as there's a there's a saying I use a lot with the children, uh, and it's actually uh, a quote from uh, someone. You potentially, I don't know if you did play against him. you used to Van Okay, yeah,
1: no, I never if, played against uh, him, but uh, yeah,
0: yeah, no, yeah. Uh, but it was, it was life is measured by, sorry, life is not measured by years lived but by memories created um which i think is a great quote it's mega values, um, yeah you know and that's something something i kind of just want to leave it at, at that and and like i said say thanks for uh, being on but it's been absolutely great chatting to you and i appreciate you taking the time um last thing is where, if people want to sort of keep an eye on what you're doing and you know look you know and, and see all the amazing things you've got planned in the future what what's the best place to sort of Keep in touch or keep an eye on what you're doing
1: cheers dan um so um I, i'm not as active on social as i have been um one of my coping mechanisms for my mental health the last year has been a step away from it if i'm being really honest um okay. but uh but i am i am still active just not as active as i used to be on uh at richard parks you know insta twitter um, my website is richardparks.co.uk um, and, you know as as you know as we all kind of emerge uh, I'm sure uh, um, I'll be a bit more active but um, but listen it's been really cool talking with you I, I could you know I could sit and talk to you for for for, 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 for hours I, I think um, you know I really enjoyed yeah. our phone call before this so uh, I hope this isn't the end of, of our friendship and I hope our paths crossed again and power to you and what you do too mate um, it's been lovely to get to know oh, you too
0: absolutely. No, I, pre- I, I genu- genuinely appreciate that. And I said, as I said before, I don't want to sound sort of fanboyish, but obviously s- someone I look up to, you know, in the adventure world, I, I think you're amazing. I just one f- quick thing I just want to say is I actually look back at a post I put out probably two years ago now mm. and had. Uh, I remember people were doing like their top nine photos of the year right. having it on Instagram and it was yeah. like a little square thing. Yeah. and I, I actually did a thing where I was trying to like Make something kind of not viral as such, but someone do the same where they put their top nine most influential people that they look up to, and obviously you were on there. Oh, um, thanks, Dan. Something that, I, yeah, no, I said I, awesome. I appreciate, it. and again, I, I really appreciate it coming on. Um, I just want to say thanks for everyone listening. Uh, it's been an absolute uh, pleasure to do this, um, and there is bigger and better things coming. Uh, I am, I've got a couple of things I'll probably talk to you afterwards about, which is going to be involving somewhere in wales uh so hopefully awesome. uh, people can keep an eye on that so f- like I said thank you very much rich it's been an absolute pleasure it's been great to chat to you um and like i said if i don't catch you soon then i'll catch you on the flip side yeah.